going on? Straight Talk Faithful, your host back again with another great interview. Very excited to talk to this man. It was very easy to get a hold of, super polite. We just had a quick chat before I push record. I can't waste any more time. I'm excited to see him. If any of you listening have ever gone to a Greek town wrestling, you probably would have seen him there. If not, you could have catch him all over the place because he's absolutely fantastic. Please welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, Jock Samson. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm about to talk wrestling with you. I mean, I can't complain. Life is good. You know what I mean? Oh, I know, man. If I was any better, buddy, I'd, tell you, I'd be twins right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, Jock, you know what? I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, I actually had a good friend of mine, uh, Joe Hagen, who uh, actually turned me on to you a couple of uh, months ago, and he mentioned that you were just an absolute epic talent, so I started researching you for the show and preparing in a chance to uh, reach out and talk to you, and super, super easy to get a hold of you, and I thank you for that. A lot of guys are uh, not so quick to get back to me, but you were, and I appreciate that so much. Um, in doing my research, oh, yeah, not a problem, man, not a problem. Oh, I, th- I appreciate that. In doing my research, as I always do to prepare for these interviews, I was able to watch some of your older, uh, your older matches, and uh, we'll talk about one in particular that I really, really enjoyed. I actually just finished watching it right before you called me, but I'm not going to reveal it yet. It's too early on in the show. But I will start <laughs> off. I will start off my interview with you like I do with everybody else. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my standard go-to question, which I like to call the defining moment. Do you remember the defining moment where you fell in love with this business that we're going to be talking about today? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, if anybody knows, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 40 years old. I was born in 1979. Uh, I grew up in the uh, heyday of professional wrestling. Um, and the heyday, a lot of folks probably listen to this, and they'll probably think, we mean the... Uh, 2005, 2010, you know, but I grew up as a fan of the uh, 1980s, WWF, because I grew up in southeastern Ohio, in a little small town called uh, Nelsonville, home of Rocky Shoes and Boots, and uh, of course, Ohio was always a big Georgia Championship Wrestling um, hotbed when I was a kid, and uh but what got me into pro wrestling was the WWF. So I don't know if anybody knows what these are, but there was a thing a once upon a time called a, a video cassette tape. <laughs> you'd put it in a VCR, and you used to have to go get up and go to the store and rent them. You know, I know I, I'm sure I'm not sure how old you are, Bub, but. Uh, I'm 36, so I know exactly what you're talking about, but I do have some listeners that are, are younger than you and I, and they're probably sitting there scratching their head going, what is renting? What is a VHS? This is all weird. What is this? <laughs> yeah, very weird. So, I mean, you know, for me, growing up, one of my favorite things to do was, you know, on a Saturday night, get a pizza, get a pizza and uh, you know, my mother and I, because I was a... I was a, a, a an only child to a single mother, and she'd get a pizza, and we'd go rent three or four movies. They would be like a dollar a piece to rent them overnight, and I'd sit and watch all of them. And I look up into the corner of, like, this video bin that was in a store called Lancaster Cells. We called it LS. And I see a picture of this big, giant monster of a man standing and looking down 
upon another monster, man. It was happened to be Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3. And uh, I saw that, and then I said, man, I need to, uh, I need to get this. You know, and I've been hooked ever since. Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Uh, spectacular, 93,000 people sitting inside of a building to watch guys in, un- guys in underwear fight for a belt. <laughs> so, uh, seeing Hulk Hogan as a child was, uh, uh, I, I don't, I can't explain it to where if you're like a seven, eight, nine year old kid, probably the same as these guys out here with John Cena. But seeing Hulk Hogan pick up the giant and slam him, so that was probably my defining moment in my life that led me to be a professional wrestler. Hey, you know I can't knock the moment that uh, that match definitely holds a memory for me. Uh, for sure. Uh, not my favorite WrestleMania. My favorite WrestleMania all time, I mean, or one match that sticks out to me. I guess you could say one of my many defining moments, but the one I look back to the most fondness is uh, WrestleMania 10. Uh, specifically, though, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. That was a match to me that uh, uh, still to this day stands the test of time. That's a bookmark match. I mean, if you're looking to get into this business, that would be one match I would recommend to any up-and-comer. So they can really see what two ring generals can do when put in a ring together. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the best thing about professional wrestling is there's a little bit of something for everybody. You know, for, for every Hawk Hogan, you got your Bret Hart. For every Bret Hart, you got your Hacksaw Jim Duggan at the NWA stuff. For every Ric Flair, you got your... <clears throat> Magnum TA. For every Magnum TA, you got Sting. For every Sting, you got the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. You got wrestling. You got entertainment. You got everything you need. And I, I tell you, man, you can't go wrong with, with Brett and Owen, and that's one of my favorite matches. Uh, to, to, to turn back on, I, you know, if someone puts it on, you know, and watch, I, I, will, I will sit down and watch. But my favorite Bret Hart match is the one him and, and Roddy Piper had at WrestleMania. Yep, 100%. And the story that they told, and drink, the story that they told was just phenomenal because I don't like, um, one thing I'm not a fan of is similar style. I will, I really like to see, you know, two different types of styles. They used to say in boxing and MMA that styles make fights, and in that match... You know, you have the, the excellence of execution, one of the greatest technical wrestlers ever. And then you got Roddy Piper, who was raw and, you know, just full of energy and would fight you. You know, he could wrestle, but he couldn't wrestle like Brett. What he could do inside of Brett was just get crazy and willing to do anything. They told an absolute uh, uh, fantastic story there. And the referee is actually a friend of mine who was the referee of that match, Roger Ruffin out of... Uh, or the Kentucky Cincinnati. So 
Don't look nothing like you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that uh, the wrestling business, in some ways, it's great, but it also does age you very quickly, just with the schedule and with commitments and all that kind of stuff. And I guess that actually leads to my next question, because uh, right before this interview earlier today when we were confirming, you mentioned that you had to drop your daughter off. So before we kind of go back and we talk about how you got started and who you trained with coming from that small town that you mentioned, um, how is it balancing the family life with the wrestling schedule? I'm always intrigued by this just because how hard you guys are on the road all the time. You're grinding. And especially now, I mean, the indies are great. There's so much out there. But you really have to, I guess, kind of balance that workload. How do you, how do you, uh, how do you balance that? Uh, I got lucky and got, got a pretty good wife out of it. Uh, that she knows better to tell me what to do. She just says, whatever makes you happy, go about it. But it's very difficult being a father and a husband and being a professional wrestler. Um, it's one of the most difficult things, especially now that my daughter's five. Um, it makes it rough because now daddy leaves for two to three to four days at a time. I don't come home, and she's at the point where she's crying when I leave. You know, she doesn't understand it. She don't understand Daddy's going to work. You know, and I'm very lucky and blessed that I got a good wife to take up some of that load, and she's very unselfish, you know, to still let me go out there and do this because but she understands that professional wrestling is, is my job. Um, it's a hell of a job, and I don't recommend it to everybody because it's not meant for everybody. Um, yeah, it took some getting used to, man, especially the older my daughter got. And she's like, why is daddy leaving? And Yeah, it's, it's very hard to do it, very hard to juggle it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to talk about a lot of times because just, the worst thing in the world is being nine hours away from your from your beautiful uh, daughter, you know? Oh, I, I can And my understand. wife, you know, any, yeah, any married man would understand. Like, they're fine being away from their wife. Yeah, we're happy. We get, Trust me, it gives us time to, to miss each other because if I never go away, she can't miss me. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. When I ain't there, we ain't fighting. So. <laughs> you know what? I have two daughters myself. And I, I don't, I'm not away. My schedule's not as, as crazy as yours. But uh, there's times where I, 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 I gotta come home. I gotta scarf down some food. I got a podcast interview to do, or I gotta run out to a wrestling show to scout a talent that I want to see to try to get him on the show. And I got a nine-year-old and a three-year-old going on four. And my nine-year-old, she gets it. She's a big fan like myself and my wife. But I, much like you, I'm blessed with a, a great wife who, who understands that uh, this is my passion. This is what I want to do, and uh, is it pre and uh, is always behind me to support me, whatever makes me happy. So I, I'm definitely on that wavelength with you. Yeah, I tell you, man, uh, it's it does make it easier because I know a lot of guys that are wrestlers and they don't have kids and don't get a girlfriend. And like for the first three four months, the girl is like all into the guy to try to lock him in, and once she, you know, once the guy falls in love with her and this and that, she all of a sudden hates wrestling and doesn't want him doing it. I don't know how many guys, and this goes for girls too. I'm not saying just guys. I mean, I'm you know, when people get in a relationship, I'm just explaining it from my point of view. Oh, of course. But I see a lot of folks they'll disappear. They they get a, another person in their life, and it, 
they seem to take that away. So anybody who's in a relationship that's been wrestled as long as I have, um, that's exactly what they should look for, not for just somebody to be with. Because uh, wrestling is very important to me. Um, and I know my wife ain't going to take it away from me. The only person going to take it away is myself, and I'm the only one who can make that decision. You know, being 40, I know it's coming up, too, so I know I'm coming closer to the end more so than the beginning. And, I, you know, to be lucky to get Linda. And you've probably seen some of my promos. My wife likes to get involved in my promos. I have. I uh, have. Yeah, your promos, your yeah, promos, but, man, are top-notch. i got to tell you, I love your promos. They are fantastic. Thank you very much. <clears throat> thank you very much. My wife's enjoyed being involved, but she kind of wants to be like Charlie Brown's parents and not be, be heard and not seen. So, uh, yeah. But that's kind of how we talk to each other in real life. We'll just, you know, I don't know if I can say. Well, I'll just I'll, we just mf each other all the time and make fun of each other relentlessly. <laughs> like you think we'd hate each other, you know? And we're just picking, tick, 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 tick. Because I'm the kind of guy I don't like. If I'm not picking on you, I don't like you. I'm the you same know, way, man. Like yeah, I'm the same yeah. way, buddy. Like, I, I think you and I have more in common than I think we realize. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, man. Yeah, like I have, you know, I, I hang out with these uh, guys from, from Michigan. Their names are the Scarbonis. We call ourselves the 450 boys. Mm -hmm. Scarbonis, Danny Shea, Vinny from Jersey. They're all out of the business. I'm the only one left. And we have a, a, a group text, and we just treat each other like shit. <laughs> just being, just treat each other horrible call the guys call each other a piece of shit all day long and but yeah we're the first ones to be there throwing chairs if one of us needs us to with the, you know always stand up for each other so yeah that's kind of how we are <laughs> it's, it's honestly it sounds like a, a fantastic relationship but i feel like if you're honest with your friends and you have that rapport then there will be people who look at you and be like is that guy your friend like how do you let him talk to you like that it's like you just don't get a relationship that's how we are. If we aren't, if we aren't insulting one another or trying to, you know, poke as big as, as fun as we possibly can, then we we we're not good friends. You get to that point in that level no, in, your, in your life that you can you can be comfortable with one another. That's when the friendship and relationships are the absolute best. Yeah, I think that's where I get a lot of my promo stuff because I'm always cutting promos on each and every one of them, like daily. You know, so <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta keep yourself current, man. So you might as well practice before you record it, right? Yeah, practice on the people I love. Yeah, <laughs> so let's actually let's actually uh, swing backwards a little bit. Let's talk about. So you mentioned that uh, you know that moment WrestleMania three, Andre getting slammed by Hogan. Great memory, great moment. When did you decide that you wanted to pursue wrestling as a career? And who did you start training with? Because from where you're from. I'm sure there wasn't, there might have been, but I'm sure there wasn't too many wrestling schools floating around at the time. No, to be honest with you, uh, yeah, I live in the, the poorest part of the state of Ohio. I'm actually uh, from, a, a, you know, southeastern Ohio, which is the hometown of the, the new Heisman Trophy winner in college football, Joey Burrow. He grew up 10 minutes from where I did, and he made an impassioned speech about how impoverished the county that I grew up in was, and Someone got like a uh, GoFundMe up there for the Athens County Food Bank. They've already raised like $500,000. So there's really not a lot I had growing up. I was close to Ohio University in Athens. But other than that, there really wasn't a whole lot, you know, for anybody. And 
So what got me into pro wrestling? I know I digress, but I try to like to explain, you know, how and why and for, you know, whatever there. But there was no rap. There wasn't really any wrestling schools to where I, when I was coming up, there was a promotion, like a little small outlaw promotion in Logan, Ohio, that ran, like I think it was back in 03, 04. And they would run in this one place weekly down in Logan, Ohio. And, you know, I would always just joke with everybody and cut promos on everybody. And they said, hey, you know, why don't you come in there and be a manager? And at the time, I was into powerlifting. So I was 24, 25 years old. And I was a pretty strong dude, big dude. But they'd have me come in and manage people. And then I just got hooked. And then nobody there was really trained to be wrestlers. And I didn't understand what being a trained pro wrestler meant or not. Because you just, you know, I didn't know how to look for it. I didn't know why. But I ran into a fella, and he put me in contact with another guy, a guy who happened to be my trainer. His name was Brian Logan. He was in the Disciples of Sin at OVW, the the one that had Jim Cornette's wife managing that had Batiste in the group. Mm -hmm. And uh, they put me in contact for him, and and, uh, he trained me in a very, very old school way. We had 16 people in our training class when I started. And I am the only one left. Like, we only had like three left at the end of our training because guys just couldn't hack it. We were doing 500 air squats a day, 200 push-ups. You know, for the first two weeks, we didn't even get in a ring. We just did calisthenics and aerobics. And we would chain wrestle on the outside. We had to earn the right to get inside of a ring. And uh, so, yeah, and I met him, and about three or four months later, I was wrestling. Wow, I love how you so, mentioned, uh, uh, one thing you said there that really stuck out to me was that um, you learned how to chain wrestle on the outside because you had to earn the right to get into the ring. That definitely is an old-school mentality. I haven't heard any, like, I've interviewed a lot of the, the newer cats coming up, a lot of the great female talent, a lot of the great male talent coming up, but you're one of the first old school, like, I've even interviewed a couple WWE legends. And when I've asked them about their training sessions and stuff like that, there's only one other wrestler that mentioned that just like you did, and that was Barry Horwitz. And he mentioned that, you know, you had to earn the right to get into the ring. And, man, you're right. That's definitely an old-school way of being trained for sure. So, you know what? Uh, Obviously, you did. You earned the right to be in the ring. And you've been wrestling. I mean, if that was you were 24, 25, you've been wrestling close to 15 years. Yeah, my fifth – this is – my 15th year began – on October 30th of this year, so. Well, congratulations on so, that, man. Because yeah, 15 years—that's a huge—that's a huge accomplishment, man. Take that with you, because that's a—that's an yeah, incredible man. accomplishment. 15 years in professional wrestling is the definition of insanity. If you—if you catch my drift. <laughs> no, you're right. You're 100 right. <laughs> so. No, so, yeah, 15 years. We 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 had to go about it the right way, uh, and I feel that a lot of people don't have to sacrifice like what I did. So I think that's why I, you know, I appreciate and respect the business as much as I do is because of what kind of hell we got put through. And I played high school football and wrestling and none of it, none of it equaled how hard wrestling training was. 
You know what? You're not the first. You're not the first person I've heard say that, and I I've never stepped in a ring myself. I appreciate though everyone that has the guts and the tenacity to step in that ring because it isn't easy what you guys do, and and that's why I kind of started this podcast because I wanted to have these great conversations, but I also wanted to kind of educate people on the fact that they they really should appreciate wrestlers because these are this is the only sport where you can work up to 340 to 350 days a year. People don't realize that. People just think, oh, they're only on Mondays and Fridays. No, there's way more to the business than just Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And the and one Sunday a month. There's literally house shows. There's indie shows. There's guys grinding like you going from here to there. And you start off, you start off sometimes just making gas money. Sometimes you're not making money at all. You're just trying to get exposure. So people don't realize the struggle and what you have to sacrifice to be a pro wrestler. I do. I appreciate it. And I don't know if you've ever been told, but in doing my research and seeing the type of gentleman you are, I will say this to you, sir. I will say thank you. Because you've given 15 years of your life to fans like myself. I can't say anything else, but thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's it's because of guys like you and fans like you is why I'm still out there uh, jumping off the top rope. So I appreciate that. Thank you. No problem. And you know what? Actually, and just, no, I don't. And actually, I don't. And I don't jump off the top rope. That was just. Yeah, I know. I, I was about to say I don't. I, in the matches that I've seen, I don't think I've ever seen you jump off the top rope. Doesn't mean it hasn't happened. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. But um, uh, one thing. One thing I do want to mention is that I know you were uh, you were at Greektown uh, this past weekend, December fifteenth, correct? Yeah, yes, sir. Just got home yesterday, about like eight o'clock last night. But yeah, I was uh, Greektown Pro this Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to get out to a Greektown show. It is definitely on my bucket list. But if I'm not mistaken, you faced uh, a former guest of mine. I believe it was RJ City, correct? That's correct. RJ City, man, that guy is absolutely hilarious, and I think you and him, I didn't get a chance to see the match yet, it's not available for me to watch on the internet yet, but I'm assuming it was probably one epic uh, battle of wits, if you will, if I'm not mistaken. Well, if you go to Greektown Pro's Facebook page, they do have a live link that he, that uh, Channing Decker, the promoter, he puts out. And you will be able to see it as soon as you get off this podcast. You can get down and... Uh, Put it down and uh, check it out. He has uh, both the, the first, he has the entire show on the Facebook page. So you can actually get down there and check it out if you got a Facebook. I do, but, I uh, do. Yeah, uh, me and, well, yeah, I just now figured it out. I just got rid of my MySpace last week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're aging yeah, both, you're aging us terribly right now. Nobody out there would remember MySpace. Oh, I know. Hang on, I gotta yell at someone. They're on my they're on my lawn, so I gotta get them out of my lawn. So hang on. <laughs> but yeah, like me and RJ City, we had a big match this Sunday. Uh, I've always been a heel in Canada. I've never won a match in all six six years since I've been wrestling in Canada, and it's been a six year storyline. I've never won a match in Canada until last night. I mean Sunday night, where wow. I pinned on RJ City. Now that's what you call an epic so, slow build. Six years. Six years. Pet promoters want to put me over in places, and I've had to tell them, no, I can't. I've got this storyline going. I can't do it. So it's been a very patient, slow build. And uh, I'll let the match speak for itself when everybody there. Just go to Greektown Pro's Facebook page. Check the link out. Uh, check out... Just don't look for my match, but look for all the great talent that's on the card there. 
you know, Aiden Prince, you got Jake something, Matt Justice, Trent Gibson, Channing Decker, Frankie the Monster. You got all kinds of great guys. And then you're talking about my opponent, RJ City, who who is more like me. Which, if if anybody knows, I'm a I'm a freaking hillbilly. I I wear dirty, shitty boots, and I wear a cowboy hat. I go to redneck bars. I like to raise hell. I'm not afraid to get in the damn fights. Uh, hey guys, it's your boy, your host George Mackay. Want to let you know that this podcast today was sponsored by Podcorn. I've actually used Podcorn a couple times, and I gotta say it's absolutely fantastic. It helps podcasters and marketeers get together to come to a marketplace connecting and helping sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and so much more. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up the rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here to support you every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. Click the link below on my show notes and sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. Don't believe me? Take a look at their website. They have a lot of fantastic testimonials on there letting you know that it's legitimate. But trust me when I say Podcorn has helped my podcast grow in so many ways. You know, but an RJ is a very articulate guy from Toronto. Would you say a metrosexual so we're not alike in those ways by any means, but we have the same thought process on professional wrestling. You know, his finisher is a sleeper hold. Mine's a running elbow drop. He likes to talk shit. I love to talk shit. Um, I think everyone should go check that match out. Uh, it was the first time I've been a baby face in like 10 years. So, Yeah. <laughs> You know what I? Uh, uh, it was a very good match. You know what I, uh, I? I will definitely check the link out after for sure. Uh, a lot of the guys you've mentioned that are on that card, I've interviewed or I'm in the process of getting in contact. Frankie the Beast, we had to reschedule, but I'm going to get him for sure. Uh, Channing Decker and I, we've been going back and forth here and there. Schedule hasn't cleared up yet, but I will get him. RJ City, I've had the pleasure. Aiden Prince, he's actually one of my close personal friends. And you're right, Channing Decker always brings some of the best talent to Greek Town. And actually, that, that spins to my question about my favorite match of yours that I've seen so far. One that I, I, uh, I, I do want to talk to you about now. I did mention in the beginning of the show we were going to get into it. So we are going to get into it. But um, I will. Uh, it might be a second place now because I might enjoy the RJ City and Jock Sampson match more. So we'll have to wait and see. But one of my favorite matches is from... Uh, I believe it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's October 2017. It's you versus Colt Cabana at Greektown Wrestling. I oh, watched. Wow. Yeah, yeah, man. I went back, buddy. I went back a little bit. Uh, you had a lot of great ones. It was hard to nail it down, but I kept going back to this one. I watched it uh, yesterday, and then I watched it again this morning when I was getting ready for work, and then I watched it again like 20 minutes before the match. And uh, before we started talking and this one is, I'm a big Cole Cabana fan, but this one, I I love everything. I mean, obviously the decision did not go your way, but I loved everything from beginning to end. And I got to say, man, one of the things that I I, I really enjoy about your matches is you're a big boy like me. You're not afraid to get into fights and wrestle and all that kind of stuff, which is great. 
But I think a lot of people don't see, and maybe you don't even see it yourself. Correct me if I'm wrong. But your speed, when you do move around that ring for a big boy, man, you fly. You really do fly around that wing. And I don't mean jumping off the top. I just mean your speed. Your strength is there for sure, 100%. But your speed, I think, is a lot of people find it very underwhelming. But I, I think it's fantastic. I really do think you have a lot of speed. Even for a gentleman of 40, I think you're you're in great shape. And I think you you really do move around the wing ring sorry, quite quickly. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but that's what I see. Every time I went back to this match, you guys had some moments in there where there was a lot of speed. And I just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Also, uh, enjoyed the finisher where we got to see your butt hanging out of your pants right before he, cr right before he uh, cradled you. You know, inside cradle for the win. <laughs> yeah, uh, I appreciate that, man. It's a very nice thing you'd say. Uh, it's kind of hard for any, I've never had, uh, you know, I've always felt like I was always a good athlete because I was an all-state football player uh, from, from Ohio. And I was, I, I played sports my whole life. Uh, I'm very passionate about sports and, and I may not look like it, you know. I got a I got a beer belly, but I do work out and I do cardio religiously. I it's uh, I I just think my genetics are telling me that I'm not supposed to look like Jake something or Channing mainly Channing Decker. I'm not supposed to have that look. So I guess when I move around the ring, that uh, it, it's more impressive. But half the time, people can't see me because I've got to catch these little guys. I got to catch guys like Aiden Prince. You know, who who are very fast and athletic, and and uh, they most time people just see my mouth, me just running my damn mouth. But I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, that was a fun match. That was a fun match. Yeah, that was one of my. I mean, like I said, I did a lot of research. I always prepare for these interviews with as much research as I possibly can, and that one was one for whatever reason I just kept going back to. I'm like, you know what? He's done some great work. You have it. You have it. An amazing resume and an extensive body of work. But that one to me. Man, that one sticks out above everything else. I really enjoyed that match. Well, I appreciate it. I probably work Colt. I think I've worked Colt probably more than I have anybody in my entire career. Yeah, there's something you about know, there's something about Colt Cabana. He's one of them. Yeah, he's 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 underrated. I've worked him in. I've worked him in Canada. I've worked him in West Virginia, Ohio. Geez, I, I tell you, we were we were, I was on his podcast. Uh, earlier this year and we were joking like i'm always the guy working him when they, someone brings him into town they always just put me and him together we got a good rapport uh me and him are night and day like two different types of guys that you'd never ever would uh, expect that would have some kind of i would we're not friends by any means because we don't hang out with just you know work acquaintances and he's just, he's always been super cool to me um very giving in the ring I had just had a match with him in, in Charleston, West Virginia, for a promotion called Pro Wrestling Conquest. And if they can ever get the DVD out, I'll make sure I send you a link because that match was probably the best one we had. So as soon as that one gets out, I will make sure I send it your way. But, yeah, he, I couldn't ask for a nicer, you know, a better opponent than Cole Cabana. Like, he's a very very unselfish guy in the ring and i can see why people all across the world know who he is and love him so yeah i i, I think you're absolutely right and if you ever if you ever work him again you tell him from one one podcaster to another he is probably one of my early inspirations for the reason why i started my show up so you tip his hat to tip 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 my hat to him for me okay <laughs>
Um, sure, I sure will, buddy. Uh, one of the things I did want to talk to you about is I, I love your Twitter. I follow you on Twitter. I follow you on Instagram. And I think everything you do is great. But to go back to last Sunday night, you tweeted this. I believe it was about eight hours ago. Uh, I will always feel like Danforth slash Greektown is my home, away from home. It's a truly wonderful place with wonderful people. I love you all. Thank you. Greektown Wrestling, East York, Detroit Eatery, Canada. And you know what? I A, a lot of people don't realize and that's why it's great to get you on the show don't realize the amazing uh you know talent pool and amazing scene we have here in ontario i mean it's not just greek town there's so many other fantastic promotions you got alpha one in hamilton you got crossbody in kitchener you got destiny wrestling in mississauga you got battle arts pro santino morales santino morales wrestling school and there's so many other promotions there's uh, hamilton pro wrestling there's so many other great promotions that i i'm not meant barry wrestling so many i can't even list them all there's just too many to discover and a lot of people don't realize the talent and then the great scene that we have out here it's percolating it's hot a lot of people think that wrestling died here in canada when we when guys like bret hart retired when owen hart passed away when we lost all our canadian faithful but if you look at the wwe product now and even some of the products now there is some great canadian talent out there if there if there was you know i have a couple of america i have a, a lot of american listeners as well and i know they tune in every week because they love the interviews that i do and stuff like that but from an american wrestler like yourself who comes over here all the time and wrestles like you said six years in canada and you finally got a win can you explain to them or can you shed some light any better than i can about how great it is wrestling here in canada well you know uh I think the thing that I like most about wrestling in Canada um, is is how the fans respect, truly, truly, truly respect um, the business of professional wrestling. Um, granted, I know we all know that the veil of professional wrestling, you know, the kayfabe, you know, it's kind of out and everyone knows the end. And But you never have to worry about any kind of bullshit in, Western, in, in uh, Canada from the fans because, yeah, they'll cheer, they'll boo who they like, they'll, or, you know, yay and boo, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're coming up to everybody thanking us, thanking you, thank you so much for, you know, whatever. And they just, and I'm just, in all, because my whole character is based off of, uh, a redneck loving Donald Trump guy. A hundred percent. Yes, it and, is. And, yes, and, it is. And and you cannot bastards turn me baby face, and I don't understand it. Like I can't explain how amazing, you know, how amazing the the Canadian wrestling fans are, and how how in love I am with each and every one of them. Um, I never, in my wildest dreams, would ever think that I would be a baby face in any promotion. At really anywhere, but especially in Canada. When I say Donald J. Trump, the J stands for Jesus. <laughs> someone would call me. I do that in the United Damn States, and someone's ready to whoop my ass. Except in West Virginia, you do that in West Virginia, and it makes you a baby face. <laughs> so, but you know, the wrestling fans in America. They're, they're great fans, too, and don't get me wrong. They are great. Um, just a little bit more edgy than I'd say in Canada. They still respect it just as much. I just like how friendly Canadians are. And then, to top that off, so you, you got all these great people to, to wrestle in front of. 
And then you get to share the rings with people like RJ City. You get to share the ring with Channing Decker. You get to share the ring with uh, Jesus uh, Puff, who's from Buffalo, New York, but he's up there quite a bit. You know, John Atlas, Trent Gibson. There's a young kid out there in, in Kitchener, Ontario, I like a lot by the name of Jimbo Jones. I love the kid. Um, someone, he just got to figure out who he is and he could be something. He needs to figure out why you cross the T's and why you dot the I's. And once he figures that all out, that kid's going to be special. You know, you got Ethan Page. I just wrestled Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, and I found out how goddamn good both those guys are and how similar to me they really are on the thought process on the business. So that really impressed me. Um, Jesus, you know, we could be here. This could be an all-night podcast if I just sit here and put every single Canadian wrestler. Then you got female wrestlers like Alexi Nicole. She's fantastic. Um, Jody Threat, she's fantastic. Jesus Christ, I mean, it's too bad that they can't, y'all can't get across the border and come here to the States. I tell you, there'd be a lot of guys out of jobs here in the United States. You know? Because the talent up there is fantastic. Channing Decker is going to Japan here. I couldn't be more happier. Like, Channing Decker is one, one of my favorite people, one of my best friends in all of pro wrestling. And uh, I'm so happy. He's going to he's going to Japan for Big Japan Wrestling in, in January. So, like, uh, tons of people up there, man. Like, it's a religion, I believe, for, for Canadian people. So, I just can't say enough good things about the Canadian people and uh, especially the people down there in the Danforth and Greektown Pro. I even go back up at times when I'm not wrestling. I take my wife up and we go up there and raise hell and we go hit the bars. And, and I like how legal, I like how uh, your guys' uh, Canadian medicine is legal up there when it ain't here in the States. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yes, sir. A, just such a wonderful place. Uh, <laughs> I've wrestled in Sarnia, Ontario. It's beautiful. Um, I've never wrestled in Montreal. I would like to go to Montreal. I would like to go out to the Maritimes and kick Bubbles' ass and, you know, and meet the cast of Letter Kenny. And uh, I'm just very fond. If I wasn't so proud to be an American, and I would probably just up and move to Canada, but I don't think the government would like me too much. You know what? Uh, speaking from a Canadian, we would take you in a heartbeat. You're a class act, sir, and you and you are you are you are one hell of a wrestling talent. And uh, it's been an honor. It's been an honor to speak with you. I do have one more question left, and I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your evening. If there's a young fan listening to this right now, and they're looking to break into the business, they're looking to get into the business for the first time, male or female, doesn't matter. And you could give them any kind of advice in your, uh, like I said, your amazing 15 year career. And congratulations on that again. What would you say to that young fan that may be listening? Well, I would explain to them, you know, I actually have a, a, a habit about telling young guys that are trying to get into the wrestling business. They always come up and, you know, say, what, what should I do? And I immediately tell them, don't be a professional wrestler. And they'll look, and you, and you may ask yourself, why would I say that? You know, because I've been wrestling for 15 years and, uh, I will tell them they will never look at professional wrestling the same again. 
I don't look at wrestling like I did when I was a kid. I still remember those days. I remember how I felt. But I don't view the business the same as a professional wrestler. Like, I don't watch a lot of pro wrestling anymore. I know a lot of wrestlers enjoy it, but me, myself, I don't... I, there's other things I like to do. When I get off the road, the last thing I want to I do is think about pro wrestling a lot of times. I just want to kiss my girl. I want to kiss my wife. I want to watch some... I want to watch my Cincinnati Reds. I want to watch my Columbus Blue Jackets, my Buckeyes. I love watching sports. <clears throat> and you don't realize the sacrifices when you become a pro wrestler, especially in your first three to four years. Because your first three to four years is going to be the make it or break it time. Because what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to learn how to eat shit, and you're going to have to learn how to like the tapes. You're not going to make no money. It's all about the exposure. Um, you will get treated with respect, but you will be treated like a greenhorn. You will be responsible for getting guys sandwiches and putting up the ring and and this and that. Uh, it's a very hard road. You will have to, you will miss if you have kids. Especially if you're starting out and you got kids. Don't even do it if you have kids. Don't even if you have kids before you started out. Don't even do it because your wife is not going to understand your husband and wife because you're you're going to be leaving and you're going to lose money. You're going to lose money left and right from when you start. I didn't start making money till like year four or five for me, and I wasn't with my wife at the time. So thank God because she may not have wanted me to do it or feel like she does, but. You're going to, if you've got kids, eventually down the road, you're going to have kids. You're going to get married. You're going to miss birthdays. You're going to miss anniversaries. You're going to miss Christmas sometimes. You're going to miss Thanksgiving. Um, I'm a diehard Ohio State fan. I have to miss some Ohio State games because I'm on the road. But thank God for technology and the cell phone. I can watch them on there now. <laughs> thank God. But you're going to miss a lot of shit. You're going to, be, you're going to drive 16 hours. Let's just say... I drove eight hours to Canada, eight hours home for a 20-minute wrestling match. And granted, you know, a lot of kids, you're going to do that now, and you're going to drive eight hours. You need to expect that you're going to lose money. You're going to lose money for a while because you're in the learning process. So it's, it's very hard to make money at this. It's very hard to succeed because there's a reason it's a 1% business. Um, and if you listen to everything I say, I will wish you luck. I tell you to go find a reputable trainer. Go find somebody that's been somewhere that's done something in this business. Don't, uh, don't go to some guy down the street who nobody's ever heard of. You need to ask, you need to go to pro wrestling shows. You need to go up to people who are wrestlers and say, look, I need to be a pro wrestler. Who, who, who can I get trained by and give them they give you a name go online now thankfully you can go online and do research find out if they've been somewhere if they've done something who they beat where they've been you know I, I would tell you who to go to in Canada but I, I'm not real sure about who trains up there um, but find a reputable trainer someone that's just not there to take your money someone that's going to treat you uh, teach you the right way 
how to respect the business. You know, so if you can get if you can get past the first four or five years, you're going to be okay. Because I want to leave you with this, and this is kind of a, a funny in jest, but wrestling is is like uh, the boyfriend or girlfriend that you've been with for years, okay? And everybody knows what this is. Everybody knows that, you know, they know that she's not good for you. And a lot of people will say, I don't know why you're with her. She's not good for you. The only person that knows how in love you are with her or the business is you. So don't let nobody, once once you make up your mind, just straight ahead, go forward. Don't let nobody tell you what to do. Don't take no for an answer and go out there and kick ass because I'm 40 years old. You know, my tour of duty is close to being done in this business. So you have to make every opportunity matter. And for God's sakes, take care of yourself and don't hurt yourself in the ring. So, but that's all I can really say on that. It's just, I wish you luck. And uh, I hope it works out for you. And, and if any young guy is ever on a show and they're listening to this and they come up to me, I will, I will be glad to take time to sit down with you, talk to you, explain stuff to you. You know, nobody's too big and, and too good for that. So I'm very approachable. Unless I'm in character, then I'll tell you to fuck off. But <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> oh, man. you know, if you catch me, you know, outside of it, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty easy to get along with. Wow, Jock, that was that was incredible words. That was a great way to end wrap this podcast up. It was an honor to talk to you, and I want to take the time out now to officially let you know you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to get back on the show, anytime you want to shoot the shit with me, I would be absolutely honored to talk to you again. Well, the pleasure is all mine, man. I'm very happy to join La Familia. I appreciate you. Um, sounds like you got a good thing going on here. I hope all the listeners enjoyed the, our last 45 minutes as much as I have. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much, my friend. All right, my friend, you take care. Enjoy the rest of your night and you tell your wife and your daughter from me. Thank you for letting daddy become part of the Canadian family because we appreciate him. I sure will. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, guys, what can I say? Jock Sampson. Absolute class act. 15 years in the business. And that last five minutes was more education than I think anybody could have possibly asked for. Possibly. Uh, he shed some huge light on the business. And he gave some great pointers. And it's not like we haven't heard that before. Talked to a lot of legends on the show. And they've all said everything. But I think his was the most honest, real, and raw answer I've ever had on Straight Talk. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to him. To uh, my longtime listener, former guest Joey Maxim. A.K.A. Joe Hagan. Uh, thank you, sir, for turning me on to him. He's an absolute class act. It was an honor to speak with him today. That's it, again, for another edition of Straight Talk Wrestling. As always, I'm your host, George Mackay. Follow, follow, follow the socials. Subscribe to me on Podbean. It's worth it. If you've listened to any of my episodes in sequence, you know they just keep getting better and better and better. Uh, this is probably, thus far, I will put a stamp on this now, one of my favorite interviews of 2020. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Don't forget to tune in next week. As always, I'm your host, George Bakai. Thank you so much for listening. Peace. 
Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.